Hey, good morning, guys. It's uh, Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. I, you know, I, I, was, I was split on this Simone Biles thing, you know? Uh, and then I thought about it, and I watched a couple of reports. This type of gymnastics is really difficult. Uh, they talk about getting lost in the middle uh, of a vault, or something like that, and you don't know where you are and how dangerous that can be. And now thinking about it, I, I, I can see that. Now, I was watching Simone Biles' uh, vault, and just before she lands, she's like at a 45-degree angle, not a good angle, and you can see her. She literally, you can, you can, if you watch the vault, you'll see her. She looks to her right as if she's about to land but she's a couple of feet from landing. So she was off. And I can't imagine how scary that could be. Uh, anyway, uh, hopefully she'll get it together, but we'll see what happens. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, and man, do I appreciate you coming every day. I, I, I hope you uh, appreciate my insight. And, and I urge you to look at that specific vault you can see her looking to the right in midair and then looking forward because she, I don't think she knew where she was. Um, so I tell your friends the Google Political Views TV podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, I, and if you can, you know, bring someone with you today and, and say, hey, check this. Check out what he says about Simone, Simone Biles. <laughs> uh, or bring someone with you tomorrow or whatever. Uh, and you can tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. You know, I don't think any news organization noticed that in the middle of that vault, or, or rather near the end of that vault, she's looking to her right to figure out where the heck she is. You can see it in the vault. Right? <sighs> yeah, I, I urge you to uh, check it out. So uh, um, we talked about Daniel Hale and his letter to the judge. Um, and I told you to, to Google the letter because it was so long. You, you had to read it for yourself. Um, he was the whistleblower who exposed Barack Obama's drone assassination program for the war crimes. It was. Um, he pled guilty earlier this year to violating the Espionage Act yesterday. He was sentenced to 45 months in prison. Uh, not too bad, less than four years, but not nearly as good as what they should have done. Pin a medal on them. Uh, U.S. District Judge Liam O'Grady said the 45-month prison sentence he gave Hale was necessary to deter others from disclosing government secrets. Yeah, what happened to rewarding whistleblowers? Okay? Summary, um, uh, 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 what do they call it? Um, just killing a U.S. citizen. And, and these drone strikes were at U.S. citizens, too. Uh, summary execution is illegal. You can't do that. Okay? American citizens have to be put on trial. You cannot do that. Um, the documents he released detailed a secret, unaccountable process for targeting and killing people around the world, including U.S. citizens, through drone strikes. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. A little bit longer than yesterday, that's for sure. 
uh, yesterday, the first day of testimony in the, uh, testimony in the January 6th commission, the investigation into the uh, insurrection, it brought tears with testimony. And for those in Congress listening, it also brought anger at how lawmakers were minimalizing the insurrection and trying to shift blame. <clears throat> while the while the January 6th commission was going on, while the testimony was going on, Republicans were outside holding a news conference trying to shift blame. Exactly what the officer uh, who testi- testified was angry about. Uh, other testimony, Officer Harry Dunn of the, uh, of the U.S. Capitol Police told the Special House Committee there was an attack carried out on January 6th and a hitman, a hitman sent them. Obviously, speaking of Trump, who's, who's lies about the you know, 2020 election can help fuel the insurrection. Uh, Dunn told members of the committee, I want you to get to the bottom of that. Um, uh, uh, Michael Fanone. Uh, of the Washington, D.C. Metropolitan Police Department testified that the insurrectionists repeatedly tased and beat him. Fanon said, I was at risk of being stripped of and killed with my own firearm as I heard chants of kill him with his own gun. He, uh, uh, he said, that this is actually him speaking. He said, I can still hear those words in my head today. Fanon went on to blast Republican members of Congress who are still downplaying or outright denying what happened on January 6th. He said, I feel like I went to hell and back to protect them and the people in this room, but too many are now telling me that hell doesn't exist or that hell actually wasn't that bad. In May, Representative Andrew Clyde uh, from Georgia, Republican from Georgia, infamously said the events of January 6th were no were indistinguishable uh, indistinguishable from a normal tourist visit at the Capitol. Literally, he said that. Can you believe that? Uh, In testimony yesterday, Michael Fanon said Capitol rioters had beaten him unconscious and nearly killed him. Later in an interview with CNN's Don Lemon, Fanon played a voicemail that he said someone had left while he was testifying. It contained a, a racist language and homophobic slurs and accused Fanon of acting. It repeated Trump's false claim that the presidential election was stolen, and it threatened violence against Fanon and other officers. I warn you right now, I'm going to read the message unedited. It is foul and disgusting and not made for children. It should take about a minute. I'm warning you right now. <clears throat> the caller said, yeah, this is for Michael Fanon, Metropolitan Police Officer. You're on trial right now, lying. You want an Emmy, an Oscar? What are you trying to go for here? You're so full of shit, you little faggot fucker. You're a little pussy, man. I could slap you up the side of your head with a backhand and knock you out. You little faggot, you punk faggot. You're a lying fuck. How about all that scummy black fucking scum for two years, destroying our cities and burning them and stealing all that shit out of uh, out of the stores and everything. How about that? Assaulting cops and killing people. How about that, you fucker? 
That was shit on the goddamn Capitol. I wish they would have killed all you scumbags because you people are scum. They stole the election from Trump and you know that, you scumbag. And fucking too bad they didn't beat the shit out of you more. You're a piece of shit. You're a little fag, you fucking scumbag. Okay, I'm done. I look forward to Republicans defending the call the, the caller sometime today. Oh, people have their own opinions. I'm sure they're going to say that. A letter to the Department of Justice obtained by the New York Times, Politico, and NBC said a select number of officials can offer unrestricted testimony to the investigation led by the House Committee on Oversight and Reform and the Senate Judiciary Committee. Several formal officials have already been asked by the Senate and House committees to detail the pressure they came under to investigate the legitimacy of the election, but they were unable to take part until now. Uh, Both committees are examining how Trump pressured officials to question the election result and how Trump supporters were able to storm the Capitol on January 6th. They they needed the Department of Justice to say it's okay to talk about it. Uh, Moving on, the Justice Department declined a request from Representative Mo Brooks of Alabama, Republican of Alabama. Uh, They uh, declined a request from him last night to, uh, uh, last night they declined the request, to intervene for him in a lawsuit brought by a Democratic lawmaker suing him for his role in allegedly inciting the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. In a new filing, the Department of Justice said it has determined it does not believe uh, Mo Brooks was acting within the scope of his of the duties of his office when he spoke in front of pro-Trump rally just before rioters stormed the building telling the crowd, today is the day American patriots start taking down names and kicking ass. Uh, Brooks had asked for the Justice Department to take his place as a defendant in a lawsuit brought by Eric Swalwell of uh, California here, uh, a Democrat here in California, providing him, uh, which would have provided him with legal immunity under a law known as the Westfall Act. Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. Trump uh, also tried to use the law to shield him from an effort by columnist uh, E. Jean Carroll to sue him for defamation over his denial of raping her in the mid-90s. Uh, Brooks argued that by speaking to the rally and repeating Trump's false claims of a stolen election, that he was performing an official act of his office by representing the interest of his constituents. But the DOJ, in its late filing last night, said Brooks' appearance at the January 6th rally was campaign activity and it is no part of the business of the United States to pick sides among candidates and federal elections. The Department of Justice also notes that if proven, the conduct Brooks is alleged by Swalwell to have engaged in would plainly fall outside the scope of employment for an officer of the or employee of the United States. Conspiring to prevent the lawful certification of the 2020 election and to injure members of Congress and inciting riot at the Capitol, alleged action to attack Congress and disrupt its official functions is not conduct a member of Congress is employed to perform and is not actuated by a purpose to serve the employer as required by the District of Columbia law to fall within the scope of employment. It is still unclear, though, whether the judge overseeing the case will decide to grant Brooks' request to substitute the DOJ for himself, despite the DOJ's 
stated opposition. So we'll see what happens probably in the next couple of days. Uh, Mo Brooks uh, might be uh, sued out of office, but we'll see. Moving on, he won't be sued out of office, but but uh, the negative effects of this lawsuit might get him out of office. 39 people, including civil rights champions, Reverends uh, Jeffy Jackson, uh, uh, Jesse Jackson <coughs> and William J. Barber II, were arrested Monday during a sit-in outside the Phoenix office of Senator Kirsten Sinema. Uh, it's about the filibuster, stupid. Uh, Senators Kristen, uh, Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin are against ending the filibuster. <coughs> My throat. Uh, with a simple majority vote, uh, Senate Dems uh, could abolish uh, or reform the 60-vote uh, filibuster rule. But those two right-wing Democratic senators have continued to insist that preserving the filibuster fosters bipartisan cooperation and that repealing it would cause more dysfunction. They are Republicans. I wish we could remove them, but we don't have enough in the Senate. Uh, but never mind the Republicans uh, have uh, been super obstructionist. Um, I say... I mean, you know how I think. If you want, you can tweet me what you think. But you know how I think. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. I say it all the time. End the passive filibuster and make those obstructionist assholes work for it. Right? Uh, Before the protesters uh, were arrested and charged with third-degree criminal trespass at the uh, sit-in, several hundred activists marched about a mile from a park to cinema's office in Phoenix's uh, Biltmore neighborhood. chanting, end the filibuster now. Uh, Barber tweeted after his arrest, we've got to get the shackles off of our democracy. Yesterday, moving on to international news, Human Rights Watch issued a report that accuses Israeli forces of committing apparent war crimes during that 11-day assault of the occupied Gaza Strip in May. Uh, Jerry Simpson of Human Rights Watch said Israeli forces carried out attacks in Gaza in May that devastated entire families without any apparent military target nearby. But we all know this already, right? We talked about it back then. He added that Israeli authorities' consistent unwillingness to seriously investigate alleged war crimes as well as Palestinian forces' uh, rocket attacks towards Israel population centers, Israeli population centers underscores the importance of the International Criminal Court Inquiry. Uh, The ICC probe, which China doesn't want to be part of and the United States doesn't want to be part of. They they say the ICC cannot probe them. And I have a real problem with both China and the U.S. Uh, The ICC probe, which outgoing chief uh, prosecutor uh, prosecutor, Fatal Bensaouda Uh, confirmed in March, covers uh, any relevant crimes committed by Israel authorities as well as members of the Israeli Defense Forces, the IDF, Hamas, and Palestinian armed groups since June 13, 2014. Uh, Saleh Higazi, Amnesty International's Deputy Director for the Middle East and North Africa, said in May, there is a horrific pattern emerging of Israeli launching Israel launching strikes in Gaza targeting residential buildings and family homes. 
Under international humanitarian law, all parties must distinguish between military targets and civilian objects and direct their attacks only at military objectives. Now, if you remember, from May 10th to uh, May 21st, uh, that was during the the airstrikes uh, on Gaza, 260 Palestinians were killed in Gaza. 64 were members of armed groups. 129 were civilians, including 66 children. Okay? You are not targeting. If that is your percent, one-third. If that is your percent of hitting hitting your targets, just one-third, perhaps you should aim for civilian targets, and then at least two-thirds of military targets would die. Israel is obviously attacking uh, civilians, uh, civilian Palestinians. Obviously, they're doing it. Moving on. Uh, One of the things that the armed forces, uh, especially in the U.S., are known for is letting the enemy advance so they can bomb the hell out of them after they advance. Uh, I was waiting for that in Afghanistan, and I was like, gosh, when is this going to happen? It's got to happen soon. I'm sure you thought of it, too. Uh, we've all seen it in movies like Hamburger Hill. They take the hill, then they give it up. Then they kill everybody on the hill. Then they take the hill, then they give it up. Uh, in a statement, U.S. Marine Corps uh, General Frank McKenzie said, the U.S. has increased airstrikes in the support of Afghan forces over the last several days, and we're prepared to continue this heightened level of support in the coming weeks if the Taliban continue their attacks. McKenzie the combat commander who oversees American wars in the Middle East, uh, told Afghan President Ashraf Ghani over the weekend that the U.S. would continue to provide airstrikes, but uh, made no promise about what will happen after August 31st. Uh, McKenzie wrote, I reassured the government that we are continuing to provide airstrikes in defense of uh, the Afghan National Defense and Security Forces under attack by the Taliban. Contract logistics support both here in Kabul and over the horizon in the region, funding for them, intelligence sharing and advising and assisting through security consultations at the strategic level. Last week, the Pentagon confirmed media reports of overnight strikes against the Taliban in Afghanistan. Uh, Defense uh, Department spokesman John Kirby would not provide further details about the the attacks, including what type of aircraft was used. Drone strikes. It's all about drone strikes right now. Uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin issued a warning to China. This is China, Russia, China, Russia. Uh, issued a warning to China this week regarding aggression in the Pacific. Austin spoke at the International Institute for Strategic Studies in Singapore yesterday. He said the U.S. will not flinch when our interests are threatened, specifically referencing uh, supporting Taiwan, but added that the U.S. is not seeking confrontation with China. He said, unfortunately, Beijing's unwillingness to resolve disputes peacefully and respect the rule of law isn't just occurring on the water. We have also seen aggression against India, destabilizing military activity uh, and other forms of coercion against the people of Taiwan, and genocide and crimes against humanity against Uyghur Muslims in Xinjiang. 
The Secretary of Defense added that the U.S. will stay focused on helping Taiwan to defend itself or having the capabilities to defend itself going forward, adding the way you manage disputes counts. Uh, despite the warning, Austin affirms the U.S. is committed to pursuing a constructive, stable relationship with China and said that the country isn't asking that U.S., isn't asking countries in the region to choose between the U.S. Or, uh, and China. So, what message do we expect China to respond with today? You know this. I'm, I'm quizzing you. You know this. Stop interfering with China's internal affairs. That's what they're going to say today. <laughs> That's what they always say. Um, <clears throat> moving on. Uh, and this is what I've been wanting for a while. This made in America bullshit has been uh, a thorn in my side for decades because this stuff isn't made in America. Only a piece of it is. Uh, today, President Biden will roll out a new proposed rule that would change the way the federal government assesses products made in America. Right now, the federal government has to spend tax dollars on products made in the United States, but purchases qualify for uh, the label with only 55% of their materials coming from the U.S., Biden is proposing raising the threshold to 75% by the end of the decade. Still not enough. What I mean, what about assembly? Right? Uh, the rule would take several months to be finalized and is the latest effort by the administration to boost domestic manufacturing. In his first days uh, in office, uh, by the way, Biden signed uh, an executive order that uh, administration officials said would close loopholes in the Buy American policies for the federal government. So hopefully that helped also. Uh, moving on, the CDC has decided that even those vaccinated should wear masks indoors if uh, you are in a, an orange or red zone shown on their website, the map on their website. So several places, I, I looked at the map, uh, several places around the country, here in LA were orange along with most major cities, except in the Northeast, uh, which is mostly yellow, 99% of areas in each of all red states are red zones or orange zones, plus 100% of Florida, Louisiana, and Arkansas are red zones. Uh, the Rust Belt is not too bad, um, except Indiana and Southern Illinois. Um, then points north, plus Maryland, Virginia, and West Virginia seem pretty good. I don't know. West Virginia is, uh, 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 or excuse me, Virginia is a little red. Uh, yeah, the Bible Belt looks pretty bad. Uh, it's pretty red. Uh, so does Utah and Arizona, which is Republican, and most of Nevada, except far north near, near Oregon. But New Mexico and Colorado are 50-50. Eh, they're, they're not too bad. Uh, literally, the lines between orange and yellow uh, or red and yellow look like partisan maps. You know how when California or New York get uh, earthquakes or bad weather, like, you know, hurricanes or whatever, and right-wing Christian fundamentalists say, it's God punishing us for liberal and caring about people and loving one another. Um, since it's all Republican areas dying from COVID, why aren't they saying that? Even rural Southern Alaska is bad. We're talking about Alaska. Uh, anyway, you can Google the map. 
Uh, moving on with more COVID news, the House physician is reinstating the mask mandate as the Delta variant emerges as the, as the dominant strain of COVID across the country. And in light of the new U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention guidance, so that means Republicans will have something else to bitch about today. Watch today as Marjorie Taylor Greene compares wearing masks to Nazi Germany. Uh, I, I'm expecting. Uh, Dr. Brian Monahan wrote in a memo, for all House office buildings, the hall of the House, and House committee meetings, wearing a well-fitted medical-grade filtration ma uh, face mask is required when an individual is in an interior space and other individuals are present. House lawmakers and their staff will be required to wear face coverings while in the House chamber, except when members are being recognized and speaking on the floor. Lawmakers will not be allowed to enter the House chamber without a mask, and those who fail to wear a mask in the House chamber will be subject to fines. I guarantee Republicans are going to go into the House chamber without mask, masks and get fined by Nancy Pelosi. I guarantee that's going... Okay, I can't guarantee it, but come on. You know that's going to happen. Moving on. Something's going to happen with it. Something's going to happen. They're going to bitch or something. I don't know. Moving on. <clears throat> Lydia Jacoby dominated the woman's 100-meter breaststroke at the Tokyo Games, rallying to win in one minute, 4.95 seconds. Uh, the upset win gave the American women their first gold medal in the swimming events in Tokyo. Uh, the 17-year-old, she's only 17, is the first Alaskan to make the U.S. swim team. Why am I mentioning this? Why am I mentioning this? You, you're probably saying, hey, Michael, hey, you know, that's just a gold medal. Why are you mentioning it? In all of Alaska, there is one Olympic-sized swimming pool. In all of Alaska. <laughs> oh, moving on. Uh, the only other thing I'll mention is something really cool. It's the refugee team at the Olympics. 29 refugees from around the world have their own team. These are people without a country. The team, which marches under the Olympic flag, will make its second appearance at the Games this year with 29 athletes, including six who were uh, the uh, at the 200, uh, 2016 team in uh, Rio. Uh, Andrea Musino Sanchez of the UNHCR, which is the UN Refugee Agency, uh, uh, partners with the Olympic uh, uh, Committee to support the refugee team, said the team is a symbol of hope to the millions of displaced people around the world. So if you have been displaced, you can be on the Olympics. Isn't that cool? Uh, and I'm sorry that you've been displaced. Um, but that's it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's. Thanks for listening. Uh, how did I do? I, I knew it would be long. Uh, did I get it under 30? Yes, I did. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. I truly appreciate you coming every day. Man, that is so awesome of you. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, and, 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 you know, bring someone with you today, tomorrow. Tell them I said I, said, hey, I had some interesting things to say and see what they say about that. Uh, they may hate you once you, once you send. I mean, the FBI doesn't like me. So why would they want to like me? 
Um, so tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the uh, top of the search. <clears throat> and you can tweet to me questions or insights or fights. Go watch that video of the vault and watch her look to see where she is at near the end of it. And, and, and tweet to me what you think of that. Um, uh, and at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence from Los Angeles. Thank you.